they should do a version of the Outlander theme that is just open, 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 I love you guys so much. I think everybody can already tell we're hammered. It was a really good episode. That's what happened. If you didn't watch that live stream with us, as I pull from this cheese board, we it took us how long did it take us to watch an hour episode? Two hours, (laughs) at least two hours. Uh, So also, Allison did that thing where she made a cocktail that we all thought was like. I Nothing. I gotta admit, I didn't think they were that strong. Uh, well, uh, it turns out I was wrong. Maybe. Surely I didn't eat enough food. That's <laughs> don't that's call the story me Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I already. Okay. This is that. That was like the pre bit because now this is the actual bit. All right. I'm asking you this question sincerely. Yeah. This guys, this bit will only work if you answer sincerely. All right. I can only be sincere now. Okay. Tell me either what you were most grateful for in 2018 or most hopeful for in 2019. Sincerely. I'm most grateful that we didn't die in a nuclear fire in 2018. Sincerely. Sincerely. Wait, I yeah. thought it was grateful for 2019. What 18. was the question again? Most grateful for in 2018 or most hopeful for in 2019 or both. Uh, I'm most hopeful that... Donald Trump dies of a heart attack in 2019. Sincerely, 2018 was hard. So I'm grateful that I made it. And 2019, I'm hopeful for... Um, Making it. Mm-hmm. Making it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 2018, I am also most grateful for making it. Yeah. 2019, I'm most hopeful for being a positive force... In the world and trying to like using my extremely meager position as a very teeny tiny public figure to put some like fucking positive energy in the world is the thing that I would really like to do. Very, I just, I just want to convince people to watch Paddington 2. I tried. It's <laughs> not HBO. On Netflix. HBO. God and you have HBO. It. I know. For me. But it's a lie. It's all a lie. I'm going to watch it though. It's on HBO. But I just want like to put positivity into the world. And I, one of the things I'm grateful for is the two of you oh, and the community that yeah. we've built around us, the wonderful people who are so supportive of us. And the thing that always gets me when they're so support, I'm getting a little teary when they're so supportive I of each other. Yeah. Yes. It's mm. wonderful. It makes me so happy. It makes me feel like we very, like what we wanted to do was sit around and get drunk and talk about Outlander. We inadvertently created a community of like-minded people who support each other in difficult times. Yes. And that is magical and wonderful. You know, I, you I know what? That's I good. A, I have a very clear memory of the first time we sat around our that diner table I had in my vagina ass living room in my big mansion apartment. Did you just say vagina ass? <laughs> uh, and it was a glass table mm-hmm. in which we all sat around. And before we sat, pressed the record button on season two, episode one, uh, Allison said, uh, Guys, I got a great idea here. I'm going to fuck this up. It's going to be so good. We're going to create, the people are so interested in this. I can't wait to talk about this. It's going to be so much fucking fun. And here we are. Nearly three years later. I can't believe it. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for 
You, I pointed at the microphone. She pointed at all of us. I, it makes me hopeful about the world that people found a really unconventional way to support and love each other. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Isn't that wonderful? Mm -hmm. Yes. I have one more thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. We died in a fire. (laughs) (laughs) It's ridiculous. (laughs) I did that too. There was a long setup, but the payoff was worth it, was it not? Why Was did it not do that? Welcome to Pod Litter Drumcast, our Linder Podcast. I'm Allison. I'm Julie. That's Janine. Hey. We are here talking about season four, episode nine, the, the birds, birds and, and the bees and the bunnies and the trees and the whiskey and the oh, yeah. drinking and I'm, the... I think that everyone who's listening and who knows us can already tell that we are at a certain level. <laughs> so, hey, this is not a two-episode day, by the way. Oh, it's a one-and-a-half episode. One and it's kind of one-and-a-half because right. we have to talk about the end of the last episode. BT-dubs, if you listen to the last episode where we tried to record from three different areas, I want y'all to know... I do believe it was literally my fault that I wasn't closer to my router because it's like the B. Arthur of routers and it doesn't want to work sometimes. We're going to make it work in the future. It's my wine break. If you ever listen to Debating Doctor Who, which is the Doctor Who podcast I'm on, that is recorded through Cast, which is the service that we were using. It worked for a while. Oh, that was a good crunch. Nice ASMR crunch. (laughs) You know who likes ASMR? Cardi B. I learned this because of carpool karaoke. She likes it. I'm just that was a Cardi B joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too old for Cardi B jokes. I can only tell Cardi B facts. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I think that it was a it was a beautiful mistake. It, it it was like as, our great lost episode. We have yes, one oh my God. truly oh my God, lost episode, apocryphal. A- Apocryphal indeed. <laughs> the true drunk cast, drunk dial, lost episode. That we have I no... am so sorry. We don't we know where called, it went. Well, it, it disappeared. It, it was a computer malfunction and it disappeared. <sighs> but we called uh, Alana mm-hmm. and we called Jen Lander Drunklin. And then we l- dropped the call with Jen Lander Drunklin and tried to call her back, but inadvertently called Alana. And we thought they were the same person. Oh and it God. was very it was funny. So and good. it was ridiculous. It was magical and it's lost to the ages. We're so sorry that you don't get to hear it. Um, <laughs> but we love you guys. You're the best. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to, because of that episode, we will, um, at some point, we're going to have to do cast again because. Janine here has to travel for work all the fucking time. And now I travel for work twice a year. And we're just going to have to do it. But next time we will make Julie it work. will be closer just, to her I'm router. I'm about how important, how important we've all become in the past three years. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like, no, that's true. That's fucking true, though. That's because crazy. if we didn't put it on an episode, all these bitches be on our job. <laughs> They'd be so like, wait, wait, I got nothing to ride on the train with. Is on our jock a thing? I just, I've just you heard just on my jock. No, man, on our jock has been forever. Like, it, she's on my jock. She's in my face. In well, my face. Wait, in it your sounds face? like on your dick. Yeah. Yeah, but kind of that's in my face. I like, like this Like, take it up space. Your dick is a face? <laughs> just saying. BDE. Sometimes. <laughs> Guys, I won $460 on a Jurassic Park slot machine. That was wild. And that was worth us failing on the cast. <laughs> yes. I need you to know, I was not exaggerating. I was sitting at a hotel desk wearing my Rihanna dressing gown 
eating, I'll admit, lackluster room service breakfast, but also a reasonably priced room service breakfast. Understood. Drinking my (laughs) Baileys and coffee Mm. with a roller coaster in the background. (laughs) It was very glam. But you you and Aaron were fine. It was me. It was because I was in this room, which is too far away from my router. It's like two walls away from my my router. Like I said, once again, Mm. she's on her wine break. She... (laughs) She just can't. You know what she I forgot can't. to do? What? I fl- Start the timer? Yep. <laughs> That's we, fine. This is going to say five minutes. minutes. Reminding ourselves that there was no timer going on, and here we are. All <laughs> right, great. Julie, I want to know what it was like for you the, the for, when you listened to it and you heard Aaron and I, sorry, Ginny and I just <laughs> bantering while we were waiting for you to come back. I realized that you guys couldn't hear me because I was making some fucking sick fire jokes and <laughs> nothing was happening. Did they get recorded? No, because I wasn't part. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I could see the little like volume lines of where you guys were talking, which I know you took advantage of because I listened to it later and that shit made me laugh so hard. <laughs> uh, so I was just like, I'm just going to wait until the volume lines quit, quit moving. <laughs> and then I'm going to, I'm going to say, here's where I'm going from here. And then that, I would, and then I would type, Julie, go. And then, yeah, and exactly. then there'd be like, beat, beat, beat. Okay, so, well, one time I forgot I was on mute. So I talked <laughs> for like 15 seconds. And then there was a, hey! Like, you like did something on your avatar. <laughs> said, hey! Yeah. Yeah. And I went, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> and then I had to go back and be like, oh, this is all the bond mots you bitches missed. And then I went on. All right. It was so a, it was all a good we, episode. All we have to talk about from episode nine, episode eight, I'm sorry, Wilmington, is the final scene. Well, we oh. skipped a lot, but maybe we'll do a bonus episode where we just do this episode properly. But I do want to talk about the final scene before we talk about this episode. I, mm. um, when I was watching it, I had predicted that, and this was, we, I, I addressed this in our weird ass circus circus episode. That's what I'm going to call it from here on out. Circus circus. I know that's, that's really not good. where you stayed, but I'm going to call it circus <laughs> circus. That's great. Perfect. So the circus circus episode, I know that I addressed slightly the fact that I had predicted that Brianna would be raped I by Stephen Bonnet. Oh. I did also warn you that there was more gross rape coming. I right. kept, I kept but ignoring that. But I knew that. it was going to be him. I kept ignoring that I knew fact it was going to be him. Be a thing, yeah. No, and then after that I was like, wait, Lizzie's going to think it was Roger. Uh, she's pregnant. Uh, is it Stephen Bonnet's baby? That's coming up. Anyway, Patty. <laughs> so let's return to the tavern or the boarding house, however you like to call it. Well, pubs were boarding houses, yeah. Um, I thought I have to actually give these assholes credit. Because a lot of times I think that romance novelists or I'm going to say sci-fi too, sci-fi novelists treat rape as a titillation or as something that you're not supposed to like, but you're still reading it and you kind of like it. And that's fucking gross. Fucking Game of Thrones. Read any book ever. Yeah. Yeah. And Diana Gabaldon had written a very graphic rape scene here in the book. And the showrunners decided, nah, we're going to take a different tack. And I think that their tack was incredibly effective. 
I did read a Vanity Fair piece where Sophie Skelton was sad that we don't get to see what Brianna goes through. But here's the thing, Sophie. We all know. We all know what happened to you. We don't need to see it played out frame by frame as some kind of torture porn. I'm over it. What I did like was that there were men at the table when their camera was on them that were either into it or kind of not into it. There were men who were like uncomfortable weirdly Wait, about it. Hold on a second. Let I, me walk you through this. I haven't yeah. seen the episode. So, you, right. You're describing that there were people in that room? Yeah, they were gamblers in the tavern who could hear her he being raped. fucking raped her in a way that everyone else was aware that she yes, was being raped? totally yes. aware. But they didn't put the video... On the rape, they put it on the people listening the to the rape. So, I mean, you saw her go into the room and you knew it was going to be bad. And you saw, like, the beginning of it, right? So it was very clear what was happening. You saw what you saw today where he, like, slapped her down and, like, you knew he was going to do it. I yeah. saw those images, yeah. But that yeah. was it. After and that, then it all you to saw the tavern was... And you just see people reacting. And it's mostly men being amused or ambivalent. Holy fuck. Or like irritated. Holy and a couple f- who are uncomfortable. Holy fuck. Yeah, but a couple of dudes who are like not into it, like weirdly. But like, who still don't do anything. They're not doing Holy anything. fuck. And then a guy, and this is like a very creepy image. Her, her boots get chucked out of the door. Yeah. And he picks them up and he sets them next to the door. Mm-hmm. J- because it's just a part of the, it's just like the service of the hotel. I would like you to know that one of our psych listeners, R. Sullivan Luthier, was like, fuck, what about the zippers facing out? <laughs> I know. Okay, clever. Her boots had zippers on them. So the boots are there now. People have seen a zipper, but nobody freaks out about it? Is it just like, well, they're not looking to, well because they're, they're too probably, busy looking the other way so they can feel decent about their lives. Uh, right. Think, right? They're so, yeah. they're turning away and thus ignoring time travel as a reality. I mm-hmm. don't think that is, I think that is such an accurate description that it's, it's not a joke. That's completely true. They mm-hmm. were completely not looking that direction anymore. Yep. But if you saw a zipper for the first time, wouldn't you be like, how does this work? <laughs> I don't know. In this, in Except this, they didn't look at the boots because they were averting their eyes yeah. and being complicit. It's Gross. fucking horrible. Yeah, that's so fucking the, horrible. I would say mustache rating, two out of ten mustaches. Well, and that was a female director, too. That's I'm what I'm saying. Her name right now. Low mustache rating, what? which is great. In our minds, that's good. Low mustache is good. And I will say this week's episode, I would say, is excellent, even though the mustache rating is kind of high. Mm-hmm. Great in spite of. Mm-hmm. In spite of. Um, Who is... What, what, Gen- Jennifer Getzinger. Get, Getzinger. Jennifer Getzinger. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Jennifer. That shot of that person setting the boots by the door is going to fucking haunt me. Uh, also, you know it's gonna ooh, hunt me. A script supervisor on 18 episodes of Mad Men. That does not surprise me. That is smart shit. She's done a lot of script supervising. The Comeback, Sex in the City, Strangers with Candy. I want this oh. woman to be my friend. Yes. Um, director, Outlander, 
an episode of Daredevil, some episodes of Counterpart. What episode of Dare- Daredevil? No Good Deed. It's from the current season. Mm-hmm. Uh, also an episode oh. of Jessica Jones from this most recent season. That's I want your episode. cray cray, which is the episode where you see Patsy's backstory. Did you watch this season of Jessica Jones? Patsy's I completely it. didn't. I can't for awesome. Patsy is the blonde, right? Yeah. yeah. She's the, it's she's, a good episode. She's the best friend. Who's yeah. like, who's, uh, how to get away with murder. Oh. Two episodes of Agent Carter. Fuck you. For I love you. watching Agent Carter. <laughs> Not, not you, director. Fu- you oh, here we great. go. Director of ten episodes of Mad Men, um, including. Ooh. This is a, this is such a nice find. Interesting. The new girl, which I think you might have seen, Julie. I think we might have gotten that. Was far that in the our first watch. Peggy episode? Uh, no, that's the pilot as the first Peggy episode. No, this is um, the new secretary, the one that doesn't work out. <laughs> yeah, the one who. Marrying to Roger Sterling. Did we yeah, get that yeah, far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Jane. Yeah. Uh, also, ooh, the Gypsy and the Hobo, which is one of the greats. I saw that one and too. And the Suitcase, which is arguably the best episode of Mad Men. She directed the Suitcase. So what's this one? It is name? a fucking trap. Like that's a the fact that I didn't actually know her name is both a. Ref- I'm, that means I'm bad at my job. That's bad for me. <laughs> but the fact that she isn't like a like a name TV what's director. What's her name? Jennifer Getzinger. She, Jennifer Getzinger. All right, everybody, she, learn that name. She's, Jennifer she's, Getzinger. She's the director of this episode. How do you? Uh, oh, I got that. How do oh, you? This s- episode too, or of the last one? No, Wilmington. Yeah, yeah, this the is last in Wilmington. One. Check last this one. episode. Yeah. The, the Birds and the Bees. Oh, sorry. I thought we were talking we about were ta- Wilmington. We were, we were talking about but the I end know of about Wilmington. Oh, got it. So they often do two episode blocks. How do you spell her name? G E T Get Zinger. Like, get-zinger. hold on. You need a sick burn. Let me get a zinger. Get a zinger. You guys. Get zinger. I don't know how we could tell you that easier. I'm going to fall on the floor. Please just go to IMDb and look up Jennifer Getzinger and you're going to find great content directed by a woman. She, it was, it's fucking wonderful. Uh, David Moore directed this episode. Well, okay. what, whatever. Two back-to-back great direction episodes. The Big C, The Killing. Who's David Moore? Is he related to Ronald Moore? Let's find out. Orange is the um, new black. She's got some good shit. So David Moore has been an episode has been a um, a fixture here as well. Uh, apparently, he's uh, in an episode no none of us has seen yet. He's already done a Deep Hearts core in 2019 for Outlander, um, Heaven and Earth, and the Doldrums. Oh, the Doldrums was the great Mr. Willoughby episode. Yeah, well, isn't that also Doomface Pound? Yes. Oh, he also episoded, uh, pardon me, uh, drunk. Uh, he also directed episodes of Jericho, which I really enjoy. Good. Do you guys mm-hmm. not know that show? No. It's a post-apocalyptic show about... I uh, was so sloppy. Let me try it one more time. Uh, he was a, it was a post-apocalyptic show about uh, nuclear bombs being dropped on major urban centers. What kind of bombs? Nuclear. What kind of bombs? Nuclear. 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 There we go. <laughs> I come from the land of nuclear, so I hear you. Um, I come from the land of I come from the land of nuclear. Nuclear. And so it's a show that was it was done after one season, and, and it, it, it much it, akin to uh, Firefly, people were upset that it ended one season. All right. After one season. Oh, or guys, after, yeah. Timeless ended. No, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's tough. It's fine. It was... It was fine. Anyway, all right. So is that the uh, end of our chat? One more thing about uh, 
It's not Willoughby. I've is just this, got Pride and Prejudice on the mind. This Wilmington, is, this thank is you. demagnetized? That one is. Willoughby is Sense and Sensibility, by the way. Wow. Austin Byrne. Uh, wh- Willoughby? Are you sure that's not Pride and Prejudice? Willoughby? Yes, it's Sense and Sensibility. So Willoughby the, is the one the guy who Magna. Who's the guy in... Um, Mm, who's the guy in Pride and Prejudice that's the asshole? Oh, it's, um... Oh, my God. Are you sure that's not Willoughby? No, Willoughby is Marianne's non-fiancé in Sense and Sensibility, for sure. Okay. It's fucking... Jesus Christ. It starts with a W, though. Superstar? No. It, oh, <laughs> this is... I'm I'm going to have Alzheimer's, and it's going to be terrible. He's the, oh, no, God. It's, um, no, it's, um... The asshole that belongs to the regiment. Oh, buddies. My dislike of you was solidified by your rough treatment of Mr. Willoughby. No, it's not Willoughby. Oh. Wilbur? Wait. Um, I think it is. Pull up Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, got it. I'm on it right now. Uh, the show or the movie? Um, by the way, you guys, I would like you to know that we have not started talking about season four, episode nine, The Birds yeah. and um, the Bees we are, yet. We Mr. are uh, up to 20 minutes <laughs> at the tops because I don't know we're out on that recording. Yeah, no, it's going to take a, a while. Anymore. Yes, um, Mr. Starts with a W. Uh, you know what? No, no. it's not Darcy. Look up, look up Death Comes to Pemberley. Oh, okay. So we're not talking about the movie. We're talking about the no, game. no. We're this still is, talking about the same character. This is uh, this is me finding a way for you Death to look it up coming without me Pemberley. looking it up. Death comes to Pemberley. Yep. And then you're looking for the name Matthew Good. Oh, okay. Is that actor name? Wickham. Wickham. Wickham! God damn it! Wickham. Wickham. Or, or, or but be, it did start with the. We're going to be super, super American in this. Wickham. Wickham. But you're right. <laughs> Willoughby Sense and Willoughby. Sensibility is the asshole. Will you shake hands with me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By the oh, way, you guys, I, I don't know if you understand this, but Allison and I are both Jane Austen sort of nerds. Uh, sometime as a anyway, Patty, we'll do an episode where we talk about the time that we got Tom and Neil <laughs> so stoned that we can and we played. I have a board game. That's, I don't even remember what it's called. Marrying Mr. Darcy. Marrying Mr. Darcy. The, or, the, a card the game, only way to win is to go. Well, <laughs> no. to go marry Mr. Fucking the, Darcy. No, no the no, best no, no. way to win is to go full spinster. Spinster, <gasps> don't get married and just find you your own win, way to money. You Actually, can win without, it's, that's like the, I don't know, like a hat trick or something. Uh, you know, I got to say, that's also the way to win. It's bander, shooting the moon. Is to bandersnatch, is to go cra- full crazy. To get to full five out of five stars. Deep cut, if anyone's watching that yet. I am not going to watch that shit. It's fucking creepy as shit. I can't do Black Mirror. I watched... I I think I got to 90% of it. 90% of all of it? Yeah. Oh. I I mean, it's my actual job. Are you reviewing that? No. But I needed to watch it to be able to pitch on it, which I am. Okay. Which will be about how we don't... (laughs) About how our need to... Um, Did my cat just throw up? Nope. That was my computer giving me a Slack notification. Okay. Turn that I shit off. It. it makes me um, think of my cat throwing up. Oh, she's behind you. Oh, my God. Look at her. You um, she's so cool. About how our compulsion uh, to finish things makes this like the perfect Netflix vehicle. Oh. Uh, even though it's not particularly interesting most of the time. Well, I don't like the, um, the meta-ness... I- 
I love the convention. I love the mechanics of I it. I do too. Uh, but the but the meta-ness of it, I think, under undermines the convention. I think sometimes out. it's great and sometimes it's not, yeah. regardless. Um, so uh, this is Podland Drunk Cast and Marrying Mr. Darcy <laughs> is good. We will do an Anyway Patty sometime about the time that we got Neil and Tom stoned enough that we convinced them to they watch. They watched the entire A&E series. We, we, it took several days, and then afterwards they were like, didn't you say that there was a movie version of Sense and Sensibility? And then we watched that too. <laughs> and because they were sleeping on Jane Austen. They were. And like they didn't understand that Jane Austen was hilarious. Halfway through the second episode, I remember this extremely vividly, even though I was also pretty high. Uh, <laughs> Neil paused it and he turned to Julie and I and he said, is this supposed to be funny? And we both said, yes. yes. And he went... Oh, and then they just enjoyed it because she's fucking hilarious. Boom. <laughs> okay, so anyway. Uh, oh my God, you so guys. I'm, I'm sorry, I think and you're welcome. Wilmington. Oh, Jesus. We're d- I'm, I'm okay with Wilmington. The I only, think it's good. We'll do another thing... proper full Wilmington episode someday. Nah, no, I think we will. I, I think Girl, we're going to let it go. We're going to have... Uh, let it go. Uh, hold let on. Go, let go. Hold on. I let need to like hold my nose and gird my loins to say this out loud. We'll have time to cover Wilmington again because of, hold on, <gasps> Drylander. I'm sorry, Droughtlander. Oh. Um, I think we're going to do it. Yeah, No, we'll have time. Well, I guess we can, but the it's o- fine. The only thing that I need to finish about it is her walk back up the stairs. Oh. Oh, I thought was uh, beautifully filmed. Fucking hell. Uh, and also with some great acting by Sophie Skelton, which is going to be a trend that continues yes. in this episode. And we a very happy trend. She is so good. Well, she you know is how now. I would like to start this this portion of the episode? Wait, you mean Outlander Season 4, Episode 9, The Birds and the Bees? Welcome, yes. everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to do something a little weird. Yeah. I'd like to start by awarding the Golden Pamplemousse. At the beginning, I already know who my nominee is. Uh, Me too. I would second both of your nominees. You don't know who my nominee is? Back up, fucko! <laughs> Julie, go ahead. <laughs> Sam Hewen. Sam uh, Hewen. Which, Sam fucking Hewen. I've, I've never Sam human. Whatever. I'm drunk. He was very human. But he was human. He was extremely he was very human. Because he was so goddamn good. I okay. Asked, if you were not on the fucking uh, Slack, there was a question that I asked Allison at one point was like, is he a father? Because holy shit. I don't think he is. I don't I think I don't he know. is. I just think that maybe he's been acting for enough time in a very like rarefied environment around people who are really good. He just, it was... Without a doubt, the best acting he's ever done in the Truth. show. Truth. And he has had a lot of... That sounds like Baby Tree, and it's it not. It is not Baby he Tree. He has had a lot of really great moments, and he's gotten steadily better. And I I think in this season, he has been consistently really good. Yeah. He has always had... I mean, he's never been bad. He's always had like fine moments, good moments, and then occasionally great moments. He's always been very good at playing Jamie, but the, the moments where he's like, wow, that's an exquisite piece of acting, you know, there were a couple in season one, more in season two, more in season three. I don't know about season three. Yeah, well, no, but Doom Hut. Yeah, no, that was season Doom, two, wasn't no, it? No, Doom Hut is season three. Doom Hut, Doom Oh, the Hutt, very Doom beginning. Hutt. And the print Ugh. shop is season three. Doom like Hutt, some of the great yeah, Sam but then, moments. But then season three is mostly Bo. Yes, but... 
But you're confusing your disinterest with season three with your <laughs> analysis of his performance truth, in season three. Truth, truth, He's very good. And then in this season, he also has been steadily, like, like consistently really good. But this was just knocked me on my ass. I think this, the moment where he realized who Brianna was oh. and accepted it was the best piece of acting that, that, that he has done in the entire series. Oh, yeah. And the, one of the best pieces of acting on the show. The second best that he has done was when he was in the Doom Hut. Mm-hmm. So the print shop is really good, though, too. Print, print shop is good, but that's like... And, and, um, and fucking... It's not... It, it doesn't feel as uh, personal. It, well, felt, it felt a little more part of what people expected or part, you know... Sure. A part of what that this literally was a person who took a breath and started tearing up. Like it, it was a perfect breath, and it wasn't about the tears either. No. It was like realization. He was trying to to keep it together, but also not trying that hard because it didn't. Like I I went through the whole journey. Yes, with and he took us there in one breath. Yeah, and the only. On this show, yes, the only actor on this show who has done that for me thus far is Tobias Menzies. Katrina, well, Katrina is good, but she's not in faith. Yeah, I would argue Katrina too. Well, and also, all three of them are uh, very good. I have six words for you. Yeah, I'm going to a fucking barbecue. Barbecue. Right? Like, there have been other moments where somebody gets you there right away. Mm-hmm. What I will say is that this is, to me, without question, one of the best acted moments in the whole show. Yes. And easily his finest scene. Yes. And he has several excellent scenes in this episode. Yes. But that no, is this like, was the best. He was on his fucking game. And, Every and part he, of this was so And he made Sophie good. better. And Sophie was also great. Sophie she did a really great job was. in this episode. But uh, for everybody who has questions about what good acting is or like what makes something a good performance, I don't know what to tell you. It can be hard to tell. Like, sincerely... There's, it can sometimes be hard, especially if you're, you're just sort of a, like a passive isn't the right word, but if you don't work in the arts at all. Can I get a shot? Yeah. It can be hard to differentiate. Yes. Let me finish my yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between good acting, good directing, and good writing. It can be yes. hard to tell what's what. Yeah. Because sometimes a good actor gets a great scene and it seems like great acting and really it's good acting in a great scene and those are different things. Absolutely. Um, here's Alec an example. Baldwin and David Mamet. Yeah. yeah. Here's an example. Um, Jennifer Hudson in the Dreamgirls movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which, incredible. Great scene. Great scene. That unbelievably she cast. Like and she, she does like a perfect job with it but it's not... Great acting. It's a great performance because she's incredibly well cast in a great scene. That doesn't mean that it's like mind blowing acting, as opposed to this shit, which was just a guy playing a character that he has played for four years now, and doing it incredibly well, it. and and not overselling it. Right. Understanding that like 
the most effective way to get somebody to feel is to hold back a little and that let them fill in the blanks for you. Yes. Oh, Jesus Christ, it was so good. Which Tobias Menzies knows from yes. the and beginning. I, and I think <laughs> I think this was the uh, the like kind of the the apex of what the Jamie character offered for Sam, right? Like this is the thing that he's been leading up to this entire time where he he started off with this person who wanted to have a family, right? Like to some extent and, and maybe not completely consciously, but knowing that he loved this person and then eventually got to a point where he, he wanted this family. And then obviously that's a big pain point for season end of season two, season three. And then just the fact that like there, I find it, I I feel like this is a little bit of like that, the combination of the wonderful writing with the wonderful acting where like it just was written in such a way Mm -hmm. that it recognized the way Sam is going to connect with it and Sam connected with it. And so did Sophie. I'm going to disagree. Yeah, Sophie fucking did so much, so fucking good. I'm going to disagree. No, okay. No, I'm going to say that this was, it was written however it was written. Sure. I think that Sam Hewen took this moment beyond what was written. That's fair. Uh, I will say from the... I think it's fair. From the mm-hmm. books. Um, it's, it's my favorite scene in all of the books. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, they, and it's shorter than it is in the books, but it is, it's because of what you know about the character is very powerful. Of both characters, because mm-hmm. that chapter is from Brianna's perspective, not Jamie's perspective. Mm-hmm. So, Does she come up on a pan? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> in the book, she goes into a tavern and asks, because she there's this whole subplot that they cut where Fergus is on trial, mm-hmm. because it's less dramatic than it sounds. Basically, there's like a corrupt deputy who hates Jamie and then hates everybody he's related to because he worked at the at Ardsmuir at the prison. Mm-hmm. Um, and he comes on Marsley in like a... She's in her wagon or something and does some shit. Uh, and she attacks him back to keep her baby safe. Mm-hmm. And Fergus gets arrested because he says it was Fergus. And then Fergus obviously takes the blame and they end up proving it's not him because he gets hit with his right hand and Fergus's right hand he is a, a fucking a whole, uh, whatever. It's to a whole kill thing. a mockingbird situation. Yes. But, uh, Brianna finds out that Jamie is there because of this trial. So she goes to this other town and walks into a tavern and says, do you know, where I can find Jamie Fraser, just a random tavern. And the guy says, yeah, he just stepped out the back to have a pee, basically. And so she just, like, loses her shit and walks out back there. And then the interaction is the same. He says, mm-hmm. like, I have a wife. And she, we, then he says, well, she says, Which well is I'm hilarious. looking for you. And she says, no, I mean, I've, I've got a wife at home and I'm not going to. No, thank you. And like walks past and then she stops him and then he like stops and looks at her and she says it and then he recognizes it. It's a mm-hmm. really, it was a great oh, moment. It was such a great moment. The big difference, and we'll get there um, when we talk about my favorite moment of it, which is transplanted to another scene, is she says, after he's hugging her and they're both crying and like shaking and all this shit, um, she says, I don't know what to call you. And he says, why don't you call me Da? And she says, what does that mean? Is that Gaelic? And is thinking like, well, she's not going to call him Daddy. And she's not going to call him Father because that's too formal. And she doesn't want to call him Jamie because that's weird. 
And he just looks at her, and because this is a man of incredible emotional intelligence, then he says, no, it's just simple. Mm-hmm. And then it is simple, because he made it simple. And so it was just simple. It's mm. wonderful. The Brianna-Jamie relationship is one of my favorites. They did so. Favorites they, in the whole book. And, and this episode, I, I mean, from, for now being a regular watcher. <laughs> um, <laughs> we did it! <laughs> Cheers. It was so good. It was really good. So it was wonderful. Hold up, y'all. Though no. we skipped a bit. Did we? Yeah, we did. Well, yeah. Well, because we because were... we skipped right to the golden pample moose, which we all agree should be Sam Hugh in this Fuck episode. Fuck yeah, dude! Great, good job, Sam. What we skipped though was my uh, introduction to the fact that Sophie Skelton ain't fucking around. <laughs> yeah. Cheers. Cause I don't want to undermine the golden pample was going to Sam. I don't want that to seem like that's a baby tree for Sophie because it is not, you she know what? Fucking good destroyed job. It. Good. She was job. so good. I've got no liquid, but here we are. And you know what? She's going to be fine moving on. She was so good. So the opening time. of the you episode, know, oh, you know what else was good real quick? Yeah. Her accent. Yeah. It's better about it once. Well, because no, she's. I did. Well, she's. Mm, I'm gonna say she's had two episodes to kind of settle into it. It wasn't as bad this time as it was at the beginning Listen, of the season. Listen, even even when I was thinking about it, it was not a major thought. Here's what British it. people are thinking through time. Yeah, that's true. Is what I'm saying because she was killing it in so many other ways. It's fine. It's not. It's a fine. Thing. I wish. <laughs> I wish maybe that they would have found an American woman to do it. But whatever. She no, has. Sophie's, she's won me Sophie's over. She has won me over. It. She's yeah. won me over. She's so good. So. The op- episode opens with a flower and a bee fucking it. And we know it's the birds and the bees. Uh, uh, and then we know that it's the same mustache. night that fucking Brianna got raped by Stone Cold Stephen Bonnet. And she goes up to her room and Lizzie's like, oh, mm. no. And Sophie's like, don't look at me. Go to sleep. It's a very good scene. And she's covered in blood and it's terrible. Well, and Lizzie way, is very sad about it's like the, it. It's like first you see it on her face and then you see it on her petticoat. And then, it's, oh, then there are these marks moment. on her yeah. back. Yeah. And then her lower so back. And, and she's just like, go to bed. And Lizzie's like, fine. And turns over and is real sad about it. But then Sophie's just trying to wash it off of her, which is weirdly instinctual, I guess. Yeah. Just like a thing to like get it off your body. And she's obviously in shock too. And shaking and Sophie Skelton was really good in Very this good. scene. And then uh, we go to the next morning and Roger... No, we're skipping a real important bit. Yeah. So after Brianna has washed herself off, she gets into bed and Sophie... Not Sophie, sorry. Lizzie says, you have my hand. It's right here. <laughs> And my ear, if you need it. And then Brianna says, go to bed, Lizzie. But it's like, that's when you go through something traumatic, that's what you want your friends to do. You mm-hmm. want your friends to say, I'm here. Here are the ways in which I'm here. <laughs> that's right. The note I have for this is, Lizzie, you good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's good. It's good. I'm Caitlin Orion, I think your name is. Mm-hmm. I'm on board with her as Lizzie. Uh the next morning, Roger shows up at the boarding house. Uh, Stone Cold's eating breakfast, and Roger's like, uh, uh-oh, have you seen this lass? And Stone Cold's like, bitch, you're on my boat. 
It's funny. I think you're supposed to be at work right I'm now. I'm sorry. We're about to leave for Philadelphia. And Roger's like, mm, I asked for passage to Wellington. Ew. And Stephen Bonnie is like, no. What I told you was that, that was a stop on our route. And you are coming to Philly, bitch. And then everybody intimidates him. And he knows I got to go to Philly. Yeah. So he says, Hey, Tell the nice barman. lady I was here. Tell the nice lady I was here. He doesn't leave a note. Mm-mm. He doesn't say, tell the nice lady I was forced to sail to Philadelphia, but I'll be back. He didn't say, I'm just going to Philly and I'll be home soon. I will say, this is all adaptation and it's actually really smart. Because in the max, what happens is they fuck in the barn. And then they get in this big fight. And... Oh, God, why do people fight? I don't know. I don't know. I'm single for life. (laughs) Not true, man. (laughs) And then uh, Roger's like, I'm going to go and find some gemstones. (laughs) We are in a fight, but I'm coming for you, Brianna. And then he says that what he's going to (laughs) do is he knows somewhere that he can get gemstones so they can get back through the stones. Mm -hmm. So he is going to go get gemstones. So he goes looking for Stephen Bonnet, but he doesn't end up sailing up to Philadelphia or some shit. Does he get screwed like that? He just goes to look for Stephen Bonnet. Gross. So so this is in a way... Oh, no, I'm skipping. Sorry. Go ahead. So then, I mean, you can tell, like, adaptation-wise. Yeah, yeah, because adaptation time, this this, is them saying Stone Cold is... Is an asshole, a bigger asshole. Yes. If we haven't uh, established him as a rapist, well, it, I will say it. It makes more sense that Roger, it, because in the he's forced, uh, he, he bails on his sailing contract thing, and then just like somehow steals the gemstones from Stephen Bonnet, oh. as opposed to like mm, just is forced back on the boat, and that is the reason he's not around. Mm. And it also makes sense that Brianna would think he was going back to Scotland and not just going to Philadelphia. As a po- there's a whole thing in the book where Jamie has a bunch of people looking for a Roger McKenzie, no, for Roger Wakefield, but Roger has started going by McKenzie, uh-huh. so they don't find him because they're asking by the wrong name, mm. and a whole bunch of shit, as opposed to Brianna thinks he's in Scotland, so no one is looking for him, so mm. when a dude shows up... I got some up, shit to say about that later. We'll yeah. talk about it, but yeah. I will say it's actually way more plausible the way that the show is doing it, yeah, but yeah, they yeah. cut out the name bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. So, Roger has to go back to Philly on this boat with his douchebag, Stephen Bonnet. Damn, we're all pissed. And all his shitty lackeys. Ugh, and it's gross. Just and a bar just full of assholes. Fucking toxic masculinity all over the Boot place. Boot-setting assholes. <laughs> just assholes. And then it's back to Lizzie and Bree, and Bree is in the bed, and Lizzie has let her sleep past noon, and I'm like, that's my favorite lady maid. I'm never getting up before noon if I don't have to. I'm sorry. That's a horrible joke about Lizzie like living through rape or whatever. But seriously, I just sleep through noon. And Lizzie has washed all of Brianna's clothes in that time. And I want you all to know, and I'm sure you do, our listeners, that that was not a mean feat. No. <laughs> that takes some time and some effort and some love. And then Brie gets up and is like, I don't need those! And then she has clothes in her trunk that are her mother's dresses from Lollybrock. So, Lil, uh, Lizzie, thanks. No thanks. 
Hold on. She did. She spent all that time doing that shit. And it never got used again. I'm never going to wear them again. Which we understand why. Mm-hmm. But Lizzie's like, oh, okay. Thanks, mistress. And Lizzie's defense, she doesn't seem to care. Yeah, she's it like, sounds like off. she just wanted something to do. And she did get something to do because she got a bunch of really helpful scotch goss. Yeah, she did she get did. some scotch goss. That's coming up. That's coming some up. Some solid scotch goss. And... Uh, Oh, if I Brianna puts on her mother's dress from Lollybrock, which she got sick, which she got in the trunk from Daddy. Solid knitwear. We miss you, salty Daddy. And she walks out with her sick ass shrug. Sick. And she walks out into the street of Wilmington, trying to find Roger, but the boat is the, gone. Because the barman is like, "Oh yeah, your hot man was here. He sailed away on the Gloriana." Brianna's like, what? What? No! <laughs> and then she runs out to the pier to try and find him. Ugh, he's gone. Ugh. And then how does she find out about Jamie? She uh, turns around to some Lizzie. dude. Lizzie. Oh, that's Lizzie. right. Lizzie shows up and Lizzie is like, hey, with the right. scotch goss. I got some fucking scotch goss. Last night. And then Brianna's like, wait, you're going to tell me about every Scottish person you ever heard of? And Lizzie's like, no. Yeah, 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 I am, except for first. <laughs> there was uh, a play last night where a guy got operated on by a woman. She cut into him. And Brianna's like, mom. <laughs> and then she's like, they're here. The Frasers are here in Wilmington. And Brianna's like, whoa, whoa. And a dude told me that your dad was like two blocks that way. And Brianna just books away. And Lizzie just malaria-filled books after her slowly. Slow, slow, slow. Uh, Yellowy. Quinine, give me some quinine. (laughs) Lizzie's malaria is an ongoing plot point. I'm not sure how much we're going to get of it in the show. But then, I mean, fucking... I'm going to need the two of you to talk about football statistics or something because I have to pee and I'm not missing the discussion of this scene. Okay. How about this? Um, you have um, any sex? Yep. <laughs> Boom. All right. I don't even remember where we are, you guys. So we're at... We were about to talk about the scene. The scene. Oh, pissing behind the... Smoking in the boys' room. I don't know why that's what so came to me. So he, but. she shows up and somebody tells her, "Oh, he's out back, oh, at, at the bar, right? He's out back." And she's like, "Oh my god, there's my dad!" And then she goes out there and he's fucking wizened. And also, I know you are not watching the season of All Stars, but he is wearing what I can only describe as most recent episode of All Stars Naomi Small's boots. <laughs> there are a lot of buckles. <laughs> They're very. Valentino 1993. So he's taking a whiz, and then all of a sudden she's up behind him, and he can feel somebody behind him. And he's like, oh, what do you want? So he kind of peeks. And then he's like, what do you want, lass? And she's like, I want you. Ew. First of all, that's weird. And then he's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, shake it off. Merit. I'm married. I'm married. And then he turns M-A-R-R-I-T. around. A-R-R-I-T. Merit. And then she throws a hand up on his broad-ass shoulders. He walked past her, and he's, she's like, I'm your daughter? No. She, he, she puts her, her hand on his chest as he walks by, and he kind of turns and is like, what? She goes, are you Jamie Fraser? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he says, who's asking? Or some shit. And he says, my name is Brianna. 
I'm your daughter. And then the Sam Huon <sighs> act apocalypse begins. Ooh, Lord. He is so good. It's, it is truly the most beautiful moment that this man has afforded us in his entire three years of acting on this show. And that includes all the stuff with his shirt off. I am including every <laughs> sex scene. I am including it's all the shit he went through with his own personal man-on-man rape. I am including everything. Tender. It's so beautiful. It's very His good. His face goes I'm through. I'm getting a little verklempt. I know. Just, just thinking about it. His face goes through what I am going to start referring to <laughs> as the Tobias Menzies scale. Whiskey on that one. From top to bottom. The scalesies? The scalesies. He goes from normal recognition of things, just like, I'm a normal person, here's what I see, to... Everything in my being that has led me to this point and all the feelings I have about how this particular instance affects those points of my being up until this point in one breath. Yeah. Right? And that is really good acting. It's TM. TM. It's, (laughs) you see everything in one breath. Yeah. It's the reaction is so honest and so underplayed. Right. The way that people react in situations like that, you know, like there are two and Jamie Fraser would not be option B, but there are two ways of reacting to a stranger from the future showing up while you're taking a whiz (laughs) to say, I'm your daughter. The one is to go, what? Get out of my face. And the other is to just go, oh my God, my whole life is different. You can watch his whole life change mm-hmm. on his face without him saying anything or doing anything particularly extravagant. It's, it's like Frank in the delivery room with Claire mm. feeling oh, his whole life damn. change when he looks at that baby. Mm-hmm. Like it's like that, which is a very similar moment in a sense. It's very, it's. Yes. I, you know, I don't have kids, so I don't know what it's like when you look at your kid for the first time. But both of those men, what the story they told me just through their acting, without even moving their fucking face very much. Just a tiny bit. Just a tiny bit. Was, wow, my whole life is different. You know, I gotta say. Instantly, my whole life is different. And it's mm. beautiful. And it's both of them amazing. And thank God nobody came up. The, no nurse came. The, why did you get the red? How did she get the red hair nurse? Didn't come up and go, oh, how'd she get the American accent? Yeah. Right? Like, no, instead, God. he just gets to enjoy seeing his child. On the heels of having to spend, you know, a couple of days pretending like he's not related to his other child. Mm -hmm. He just gets to, like, embrace her and acknowledge her. And, God, it was beautiful. I I gotta say, for my own personal relation to this, like, my sister has three children. And I... It's on. (laughs) My sister has three children. And uh, we had a bit of an estranged relationship prior to her first child. And seeing my sister and her husband for the first time after we had kind of reconciled and then seeing her child, I'm like, I'm in hearing you talk about this and describing this with to Jamie's experience. I'm like, oh my God, that's actually how I felt about seeing Willa 
right? Like suddenly this whole motion of like, this is now beyond whatever my experience is. My experience is beyond this thing. This hmm. is a human being that is now connected to whatever my experience is or my feelings of this. That's fucking, sorry, during all of that, I was having that moment. It was really, <laughs> and you know, on, on like a, like a separate level, it made me very proud of him in yeah. a way that makes no sense because we don't know each other and my personal appraisal of his performance means nothing to him, but I felt really proud. Yeah. I felt proud for same Hugh and for sure, because to be frank and <laughs> that's shady and on point. I think that it has been pretty clear through the time that I have been watching this show that I have believed that Sam Huon was chosen and cast because of what he looked like, because it was a very hard bar to clear. Totally. And he had a long time to catch up to that bar because he was always just going to look exactly correct. And he was never bad. No, he was never bad. But he wasn't on the level of some of the people but he was he acting. But he wasn't with. Tobias Menzies. I mean, he right. was not that long out of fucking acting school. You no. know what I mean? And He's he, not particularly old. He was cast because he looked like the king of men, quote unquote. <laughs> and also he could act, right? Like, I'm sure they looked at a bunch of very handsome dudes who couldn't right. act. I'm, and a bunch of very good actors who didn't look like that. Yeah. I'm going to say that at the beginning, it wasn't as important. Oh, sure it was. Well, oh, Julie. No, it, I, it was I, important in the, in I, the like. Scale. I watch a lot of bad TV, and there are a lot of very good-looking people cast in things who can't act their way out of the bag. No, no, no. I I'm not going to say that he was that bad. I am going to say that, like, relatively speaking against the other actors that he was acting against, he was always kind of, like, trying to catch up. But it didn't, there was always, like, a handicap. Because of what he looked like, that would like forgive it, L- listeners. I am telling you now, the moment that he had with Sophie Skelton has erased that handicap. Totally. To me, he is now one of the best actors on the show. Yeah, he's even with Katrina for sure. Yeah. And that moment, he showed me he could do it. He hasn't. He. More than once this episode. Right. There have yeah. been there have been yeah. times when he was supposed to do it where he was very, very close. I think he's done it a couple of times. Not he's like been, this. He's been my... Well, no, this, but this is special. Yeah. He's been my TGP a couple of times. But he was Rarely. never... He was never as good as Tobias. Sure. It, it, but, but I'm saying I'm looking forward to what comes next. Me too. Because he has shown me that he can do it. He, has, he has truly shown me that he is a actor of caliber. Can we make a note to return to... Future great Sam Hewen scenes in in the Je Suis Spoiler. Sure. Is that- I'm going to say nothing's going to touch this one. Oh. No, there are so many good ones. But this one is really him, like being a human. But like, the future, I, but the I, future, but the future, right. future this, and this is a, the one I'm talking about is another. If they do it, okay, is another Brianna scene. Oh, you scene. mean in the future? Yes. Okay. All right. Um. Anyway, what we're saying reader, listener, is... Um, thank peeps. God. He did a great job. Very, very good. So good. It was beautiful. God. We all teared up. We were all very proud of our Sam. Great and job, buddy. Sophie, who... Mm-hmm. 
And she did do it, and she, she won did me a over. very good job. And she did a good enough job that I sort of forgot that she was acting because I'm less invested in Sophie Skelton, the actor, than I am in Sam Hewan, the actor. Because I spent, like, you know, like yeah. four years thinking about Sam Hewan as an actor and how his performance has grown and changed, whereas Sophie is a relatively new commodity to us in the scope of things. So, um, so I just kind of forgot that she was acting and she was just Brianna, which is great. That's great. That's what you want. And she did, a, I think, a very nice job through the whole episode, despite getting a couple of scenes where, <laughs> when she had to fucking watch some, watch a mama bird feeding some baby Bar. birds. <laughs> you know how I feel about this? Birds and bunnies. Mm. Get over it. God. Jesus Christ. Damn it. I didn't like that at all. Okay. Um... <laughs> Hold on. Uh, Ida with an eye oh. says that specifically with regard to we, Ian, says it looks like Daphne got a promotion. <gasps> oh, that's really super funny. Yep. I mean, does. was that in the book or no? I don't remember. Because seriously, we like, made that up a long time I'm gonna ago. Google it. I'm going to Google it. Uh, yeah, she did feel because, like, when I was younger, they called me we and and we're like we did that already. It's like, yeah, we, yeah, you mean two years ago when we fucking met you? Yeah, two years ago <laughs> when we called you we Ian. Uh, so I do love the moment we we just broached it very briefly when she meets him, and then all of a sudden Claire shows up. By the way, that moment with Katrina is incredible. Oh my god! And, oh. Yeah. And then uh, it cuts to, so we died in a fire, <laughs> which is hilarious and weird. But amazing the amazing scene, amazing scene. She like can't actually fucking breathe. She's so shocked and excited to see her daughter. And then like cut. they stare at each other and 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 Jamie we is died crying in and a Claire fire? is crying. Cut. We died in a fire. Ba-dum-tsh. But the, the best part <laughs> of we died in a fire. Is not we died in a fire. It is it smudged. That's an unforgivable mistake uh, with the, the printer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know why that's hilarious? Because Jamie was a printer. And he's like fucking Shady. judging that shit. He's yeah. like, fuck you, <laughs> asshole. I think it must be a book thing. I Googled we Ian and the Outlander wiki page for Ian Fraser Murray came up. So like clearly it must be I'm going to say that Wean is a different thing. Yeah. Well, and they didn't say he was called Wean. They said they he said was called Wean, which is different than Wean because we... But think still, of here, Daphne got a promotion. I'm just saying that here at Podlander Cast, I don't know if you know this, but we really appreciate a portmanteau. We We're do. just trying to get it together, y'all. Wean. <laughs> oh, please don't die. Here's some water. I have my own. I'm no, like, you don't. And whiskey. All right. So, uh, Brie and Claire. Oh, wait a minute. I forgot about the riverboat. Never We're back forget. on the riverboat. And Allison no, had this moment. No, after Brie and Claire. That, no, 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 no. Unforgettable mistake with a printer. Wean's a little nod at your cousin. That's when he's, I forgot to say this. When he's introduced to Brie for the first time, he's got these big eyes, like, look at this hot-ass bitch. And then Jamie's <laughs> like, your cousin. And he goes... Nod. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and it was this incredible moment of like, all right, I can't fuck that. Can we make another note for the spoiler section? Uh, I don't have a pen. 
Somebody's got a pen. I got a pen oh, right he's here. He's got one. He's finding it. All okay, right. right here. So we're talking about future Jamie scene in the spoiler section. We're talking about your cousin. <laughs> your cousin spoiler. Because, Slash Wizzy. Because, Wizzy, not Wizzy. Uh, Wizzy. Because Wizzy is the ship name for we, Ian, and Because Wizzy. Jamie's, Jamie's, because it was really actually funny the way Jamie delivered that line where he was like, uh, this is uh, uh, my daughter. Your cousin. cousin. And he goes, uh-huh. <laughs> well, and then later when they see Murta, Murta's like, the lad's done well for himself. He got two lassies. And Jamie's like, that's my daughter, bitch. <laughs> and Murta's like, huh. Ooh. But hold up. They get on the riverboat. And it's the same riverboat with the same dude. And then and Allison Julie, had a moment. Julie was like, oh, I call foul. No I'm like, way. the same fucking so, riverboat? Really? And then this I said, dude? it's like when you get on a bus and you have the same bus driver. And she was still hesitant. And, and then, then like, I no, said, no. And then I said, it's Dr. Love. And then I went, yes. Dr. Love. Was For a, anybody who lives outside of Chicago. What is this? Uh, Aaron, you'll know it when you hear it. Yeah. Do you, how long have you lived in Chicago? Eight years. Okay, then you probably had Dr. Love oh, as, you did. as a train driver at least one time. Oh, you're on the red line. Oh, yeah. Red, I know, yeah, I know yeah, exactly that's what you're talking about. Yes. That's the brown line. Oh, so yeah. That's the Cadillac. Yeah. So yeah. there was this man oh, who shit. just retired like Four, maybe two years ago, maybe two or three years ago. I think his name was Michael something. But regardless, if you rode transit in Chicago at the time when he was driving. And he, he drove for like 20 years. Primarily the red line. He would do things where he would like pull into a station and he'd be like, hey, we're here at Belmont. Belmont. Make a connection to the brown line or purple line at Belmont. Go make that money. Fullerton, make that money. Fullerton, make that money. Loyola, Loyola. You do your homework. <laughs> you drink that hot cocoa. You just keep it real. You do, you do your thing. Were you the one who was on the train when he dropped his wallet? Yes. One day in the middle of the day, and this is weird because... Michael Powell. Thank you. Michael Powell. I Retired in every, 2014. I need everybody to know about Michael Powell, who worked for the CTA oh, for how many years? He retired on New Year's Eve. Oh. This Four is incredible. This is incredible. Michael Powell, how many years? I'm opening it up right now. He, he was six years. Oh my god. Wow. He worked for the CTA for 36 Take your years. Vitamin C. Mm-hmm. Everything is gonna be okay, and may the force be, be with, with you. <laughs> One day I was riding the red line at off peak hours. Like it was like, hmm. Like maybe two o'clock on like a weekday. I don't know. It just happened to be Dr. Love. I always knew when it was Dr. Love. And he had to stop at Wilson because he dropped his wallet out of his pocket when he leaned out of the window and it went down to the street level. And so we had to sit at Wilson for like 10 minutes while he like got off the train and went downstairs and like got his wallet. And then he came back and he's like, y'all... Yeah, I'm so sorry. Thank you so much for your patience. I just dropped my wallet. I had to go down there and get my wallet. He was so nice. And you would get off the train and you would see he him. He would always wave at you. Shaking hands with people. Yeah. 
He was uh, he was just the best. He and every time I ever had him, I would get off the train to wait for him to look at me and give him like a salute, like, thank you, Dr. Love. Mm. So now we know that on this riverboat, that's Dr. Love. That's Dr. Love. Because Lizzie and we in are obviously going to be Making a match. eyes at each other. They're not. I'm sorry. It's just we spoiled. Just we spoiled. We'll save it for he later. just fucking destroyed both of us. God, Whatever. There is, it sure seems like they're courting. Mm. I'm sorry. They're courting. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um. So they're making eyes at each other. And, <laughs> then, uh, and then we cut to inside the old ship. Uh, and it's, and uh, Brie and Ian, Brian are talking about some shit. And inside, Claire and Jamie are also talking about some shit. Um, I have Brian Claire. He's uh, Rogers headed to Scotland, and like she believes he's leaving for Scotland. Yeah, we skipped some. Yeah, okay. Um, because Jamie and Claire are talking inside for a while. Well, Ian and Bree are sitting outside and talking, which is when Ian tells Brianna about the last time they were on this particular raft. Um, mm-hmm. Doctor Love's and, la- and raft. Steve yeah. Bonnet was an asshole. Where it was no, it was Doctor Not Love. Well, it wasn't him. Exactly, it was the other people. But the raft is called Doctor Love. Right. Yeah. Uh, but how do we get to headed? How do we get to the point where she's like, he's leaving me, and he's just going to Scotland? That's just that's just her. It's along the way. It's all part of the, that's, the commute. I'm so sorry I have the hiccups, guys. No, that's, that's okay. That's just a heart of her talking about the the process of. Uh, she's recant. She's recounting like what her experience with Roger was with her mother, but right. in recounting that, she doesn't acknowledge the other thing that happened, fucking hours later on the same fucking evening where she got fucking horribly raped. What I've got is same riverboat. He's Doctor Love, Bree and Claire. He's headed to Scotland, and then you don't know that. Yeah, she doesn't, but well... And that's my life lesson, is don't try to predict things you don't know. Yeah, well, she it's not predicting. She assumes. She assumes right, because but the That's boat, what I'm saying. Yeah. As I'm older, as I try to grow into my life, I realize that when I try to predict the way that things are going to happen, they never happen the way that I try to predict them. So... You don't know what has actually happened to him. You don't know where he is. Yeah. Why would you try to predict that? And then Wien and Bree, bad green screen, stone cold, is on the shit list. I have hiccups now, too. All right. Do you need a minute? No, no, I'm good. Keep anyway, okay. so Brianna basically is like, oh, well, now I'm definitely not telling my mom who raped me because... I'm not going to make her and Jamie right. feel fucking I know it's terrible. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't show her the ring, which becomes really important. Mm-hmm. And then we flash to Jamie and Claire on horses behind the uh, wagon on their way to Fraser's Ridge. Yeah. And they're just having a, a married couple conversation. Yeah, and Jamie's like, oh, so that distressing news that Brianna brought us. And Claire's like, yes, that was most unsettling, which is the th- the third most British thing she said on the show. <laughs> the first most British thing she sh- said on the show was, I closed my eyes and thought of England. And the second most British thing she said on the show, she hasn't said yet, so mm-hmm. it's later this episode. 
But uh, then he does say some shady shit to her, which is, you haven't had much luck changing history so far. Which uh, We we haven't had much luck. Sure, we, we, but mostly her. Well, I no, mean, she's to, like the time traveler, no, though. they tried to do the BPD thing together. That was all of season two. But, right. He was basically, he was yeah, basically saying, remember, she's the only one that can travel in time. Well, but, sure, but, but they're both time travelers. But also, because she's a woman, he's the one doing most of the history changing. Right. Because he's trying to do the things that she says, like, hey, there's this and this and this. So, it's to me, that was Jamie saying, hey, remember season two. <laughs> and Claire said, yeah, I remember season two. Let's hope we don't die in a fire. Yeah. Uh, we can take a holiday. And holiday. And holiday <laughs> on those days before and something in January, whatever it is, because of the unforgivable error by the printer. 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 They know, basically they know the date, but not the year. Um, here's what happens right now. Pample Moose comes out of the cabin. Yeah. yeah. And then I have in the books question, do they know the year? Yeah. I think they do. In the books, they know the year. I think they do. I'm going to check that. No, you know what? I'm not going to be able to check that right now. I'm going to check that before next week. I'm pretty sure they know the year in the books. Uh, because it's, because there's a whole day that everybody in Fraser's Ridge sleeps in the fucking shelter. Yeah. Instead, which is actually the, so in the book, it's confusing because in the books, it's the cabin in the house. And here it seems to be the cabin and the shelter, shelter. right? So like the house is the big house and the cabin is the shelter. Um, and here it's like the cabin is the house and the. Shelter is the captain. <laughs> it's very confusing. This is actually more realistic. It's more realistic that they could build a cabin than a house. Yes. So this is more, as unrealistic as it might seem to you, it is actually more realistic than what happens in the books. Although I think that it's a couple, it might be like a couple of years before Bree shows up in the books. Ew. Yeah. Uh, so right now it's dinners at Fraser's Ridge. Oh, it's cozy. And they're oh, all hanging out, and Murtaugh's there. Some nice shit where he's like, Lassie, took you long enough. Yeah, they're Fuck, very I sweet. Max is bad. Yeah, Janine hadn't seen Silver Fox Pample Moose. He fucking walks out of the goddamn house platinum and just. Platinum Moose. F- platinum Moose. He <laughs> is fucking Platinum Moose. Don't we need to. Can, <laughs> can we just accept that now he's Platinum Moose? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, we already talked about okay, this. Okay, great. I'm late to the party. Yeah. Uh, fucking, fucking platinum moose oh, just walks out of that fucking cabin, just like going, "What's going on? Uh, I'm not a fugitive anymore." Or someone thought I was gonna. He's be... still a fugitive. Well, but uh, there's no spies in his team. Is essentially what they're talking well, about. Well, I, I assume that you, they killed the fucking spy on their team. Yeah. I would only hope so. Oops. That piece is over. Snitches get stitches. Fucking stitches. <laughs> snitches get uh, fucking dirks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now he's like all fucking like uh, just wonderful goddamn pepper moose. He's there. I want to be him. And then it's dinner time. And um, first of all, y'all, you should send hair care tips to <laughs> Janine. Janine so that he can get his hair to be like Murtaugh's hair because it's real close. He just has to let it grow out. Yeah. So uh, I just have to let it grow. Let it let grow. grow. <laughs> um, you can find me at Instagram at uh, man 34 <laughs> So, uh, they're at dinner, family dinner at Fraser's Ridge, and it's Murtaugh's story time. And uh, Murtaugh starts telling a story about when Jamie was a 
teenager, and there was something about girls, uh, fucking Gil's girls. Uh, what was his name? Dugan. D- Dougal's. Uh, Dougal's daughters. Maybe because he calls her Tib. Um, anyway, Jamie's like, oh, she was not the first person I kissed. She, she was, was the, the first, first person who kissed me. And it's this whole thing where Jamie's like trying to. Basically, it's Myrta telling embarrassing childhood stories. But what actually matters is that Jamie goes to pour whiskey and he pours two glasses and gives them to his wife and daughter and not to himself. <laughs> King of men. Like he literally stands up to go pour whiskey Pulls out all the cups and then gives the two first pours to the two bitches in the room. So, thanks, King of Men. <laughs> and then, what's this thing that I have that says Brie and Claire, Daddy knew? Oh, shit. This is the next day. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm, yeah. This is when Brie and Claire are digging through the ramps. And Brie says to Claire, Daddy knew that you went back. Yeah, so God, so Brianna fucking... tells Claire that Frank knew that she went back to Jamie. And Katrina, also very good at her job, mm-hmm. goes through like seven different emotions before she opens her mouth where she like she's pissed and she's sad and she feels guilty, but also like happy and kind of loved and like a zillion things at once where she says your father was a very adept man. <laughs> yes, a very adept man. That's awkward. <laughs> That's it. Is that before or after Jamie and Bree have their have their before Jamie before. and the disturbance? Yeah, before. Before. Okay. So speaking of Bree, I want some more Bree. Get some more Bree. Uh, by the way, you guys, I want you to know that we have brie cheese on the table because it's a disturbance. It how, is a disturbance. How, how this evening will we talk about what we drank? Oh, let's oh do my it now. God. So, well, you guys <laughs> watch quick. what we drank live. Well, 11 people them. watch what we drank live. So, at the Wait, mo- hold on. Okay. Allison should tell oh, everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. else so what we drank yeah, live. I accidentally got everybody wasted because it didn't <laughs> actually taste that much like alcohol. And I wasn't using a jigger, so I didn't know how much we, I actually poured. Uh, but we were drinking <laughs> bourbon, Rebel Yell bourbon. With Canada Dry Cranberry Ginger Ale, which was my favorite thing when I was a kid, which I thought they discontinued, and it turns out they didn't, and I only discovered it this year. And Koval's Cranberry Gin Liqueur. A Chicago... Which I could taste that it was gin. But you liked it it anyway. But it wasn't enough to piss me off. Good. Yes. Uh, So we drank a couple of those, and it was delish. And now we are drinking... Straight whiskey. Bib and Tucker Bourbon. It's a small batch Kentucky bourbon whiskey in a beautiful bottle commissioned by the distillery. I know because I sell this shit at the store. Um, so we went from, uh, we don't know how drunk we're getting to, fuck it! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, uh, welcome, Potlander. <laughs> so, and then all of a sudden I'm like, Brie and Claire, daddy knew. And then Claire has the moment of, he was a very astute man. And then back on the boat? Back on the boat. Yeah, No. Back on the boat. So this was when Roger Roger had to go back on the boat. Oh yeah, Roger's boat. Yeah. Right, and we just see the boat, and then he's gone, and he gets the gems. Right. So uh, <laughs> he goes in to get his pay. He's done his shit. 
He's in Philly. He's like, fuck this. Why I'm did like, I have to fucking fuck go here? Fuck this. I'm <laughs> done. And he goes in to get his pay, but then, like, Stephen Bonnet's trying to give Somebody him Somebody give me a steak with whiz. All <laughs> right. Trying to give him these coins, and he's like, wait, can I take one of those gemstones or two? And we're all like, mm, time traveler. And Stephen Bonnet kind of gives him a little weird Scarface look where he's like, beep. Yeah, fine. It's like, you want some of my little friends? Yeah. You want a little friend? <laughs> Here you go. And then he takes one and leaves. Great. And then all of a sudden, we cut back to the good old days, laundry day. Claire is washing Jamie's chonies on some sort of, like, fucking scrapey thing. And it's like, God damn it, women always had to touch I gotta shit. S- I gotta this s- is it, what Julie said, like, into the deafening silence as we're watching Frontier Barbie scrape some underwear thing. Julie goes, ah, the good old days. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. I don't want to scrape your chonies. You know what's nice to know, but know about that, though? That laundry day sucks for everyone, no matter what century it is. You know what? It sucked way more for women. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> Just going to say that the entire day of Monday was dedicated to them scrubbing everybody's underwear out. That fucking horrible. Yeah, Monday, laundry day. That's why it's a thing. It's because women had to take everybody's fucking chonies and scrub their shit out of it <laughs> on a rock. And this is like the... Rock! And the chonies are the, are the shirts that went no, down. No, chonies are just underwear. Oh, just but, whatever touches dookie. Well, that could be those shirts that went... Chonies, underwear, whatever. I'm trying, chonies. Make, I'm trying to make a Keenan reference. I'm saying chonies, yes. Right. But like modern times, chonies are like fucking underwear. Boxers. Whatever. Yeah, boxers. Briefs, what up, chonies? Boxer We are rubbing them on rocks in the river, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, the good old days sucked. I agree with all that. So I'm saying back to laundry day. And then, oh, it's montage of time. Montage time! of time. Gotta get a montage. Montage. This mm. is when mommy, this is when daddy and daughter get they to know each other. And, and they, they get to do things. And, and there's no white do time, I and they do things do time. Where is the white out? Time, I want Clarence and the white out. It's the time. name of my progressive rock band. Clarence and the white out. Thanks for your time. Okay. And then we cut to Claire and Jamie fireside chat. And it's one of the first times where he's like, chat, not thwap. Chat. He's like, she's heartbroken. And Claire's like, yeah, we just got to give it time. And then they don't fuck. Nope. And also, why was this episode tagged with... Sexual content. I mean, it was adult content. There was no sexual strong sexual content. Strong sexual content was the first tag. He saw. I saw that. Well, I mean, is it maybe because they talked about her rape and you saw her side boob and then her whole back with all of her bruises and shit on? I would just say all of that is true because all of that was fucking horrifying. Fine, but that's not what I expect (laughs) when this show gives me a strong sexual. I want some. Hold on. What's the sound of me putting two index fingers into a hole in my hand? That's what I just like. That's that's what you Uh, expect. So in the fireside (laughs) chat, that's not a fireside thwap. uh, Claire says, "Why don't you take her hunting?" Hunting. And then I said, "Because that worked really well for the last time. You needed to hang out with a kid." 
who at least temporarily didn't know they were your kid and in that case still doesn't know they're your kid, just make sure that Brianna doesn't grab a fish out of the river on the wrong side of the marquee trees. <laughs> Watch out. She doesn't. Instead, they go bee hunting. Bees. They go hunting for bees. But you know what does happen? Bonding. He goes to wake her up at like fucking 3.30 in the morning. And for those of you who don't live in hunting culture lands, I don't know how to explain this to you, except that dads do that shit. And I'm going to tell you just a brief tiny story about my two half brothers that I have to hunt with my father. So I didn't meet my actual birth father until I was 35 years old. Yes, it's weird, but whatever. It's cool. He's cool. He's cool. And I have two half brothers, one of which is like eight years younger than me. And the other of which is like 12 years younger than me, but they cool. And I met them. They cool. They all like to deer hunt. Here's what happens. My dad goes to wake up both brothers, and this has happened for years. And the older brother will wake up and go with him to the deer stand at like 4 o'clock in the morning. The younger brother is like, no, no, and he goes back to sleep. (laughs) Now, hold on. So my dad and my older half-brother are out in the deer stand for like three fucking hours, four hours, five hours, not seeing shit. My younger half-brother will wake up like four hours later and just like shake it off, stand up, put on an orange vest, no shoes, and go out into the woods and kill a buck immediately. No shoes. No shoes. So he is he has killed like three more bucks than my dad and my older half brother. <laughs> wait, wait. Because he doesn't do the fucking deer stand thing. He just goes out into the woods with no shoes on and kills a deer. Wait, uh, so I have to process this for half a second. Yeah. So that is a you've described a routine as in, hey, older son. Wake up, younger no, son. He go tries. Away. To, he tries to wake him up. No, he tries to wake the younger son up. No, and the younger son is like, "Fuck you." Yeah, no. Bitch. So this is a routine where the younger mm-hmm. son goes, "Fuck you, bitch," and then older son and dad go out. And again, routine. Older son and dad. They got bucks too. Sure, but, but nothing not, like. But nothing where like the kid goes. Uh, younger son goes. <gasps> Oh, now's about time to go kill a buck. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Shot. Kill. Buck. Fuck exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> because they are far too prepared for it and far too weird about it. And my younger half-brother is like, whatever. That's, as long as I don't wear shoes, they won't hear me coming. That's fucking weird. Yeah. Also, does he have all his toes? Yes. And can do a backflip from the ground. He was a cheerleader in high school. I feel like I've seen that YouTube. Like it's Her my family might is be a superhero. My family, my, my family's weird. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, my family's Wait, so, weird. So where are we at in the uh, in this whole thing? We're okay, there. hunting. So <laughs> hunting. They go to hunt, and I wanted to talk about how different people hunt. That yeah. come, because everybody's got a dad that comes to wake them up in hunting hunting cultures at like four in the morning. Oh. Wake up! Everybody getting hunting. Just <laughs> everybody getting hunting. We going to hunt, Julie. 
Everybody get none. I'm, it was Some just cause, for you. I got it. Yes. And so. Well, I, no, I, my personal story is the way my dad did it was, uh, Aaron, mow the lawn. <laughs> it's fucking 7 a.m. Get the fuck up and mow the lawn. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, what the fuck? It's 7 a.m. Why they got to fucking mow the lawn? Your neighbors hate us. That was the end of the story. Here, here's yeah. mine. No. <laughs> Allison, go back to sleep. I don't care if you're leaving. You can drive yourself to your fucking choir meet. <laughs> Go back to sleep. That was mine. No, mine was always about get up and go hunting or don't. <laughs> so this was him coming to wake her up like, hey, hey, wake up. Wake up. We're going to go hunting. And she's smiling in her sleep. And she's like, oh, i smiling in my sleep. Oh, what woman smiles in her fucking sleep? Well, I will say this. That's not about this woman smiling in her sleep. It's a family trait. They have discussed both in the show and in the books that the Frasers fucking smile in their sleep when they're happy about shit. How? How is she happy about shit, though? She's with her mom and her dad. But she had just been brutally raped. When was this? When was this? This is months later, presumably. No, weeks. Two months. Two months, because she's two months along when they have that conversation, like, right after. I think they Two say months later. days or weeks. I montage. think they say she weeks. Says, how far along are montage. you? Two months. Uh, the montage woof. is the two months yeah. process. Regardless, life um, life is a no. something in the series of no. bullshit. Bullshit. Life, I uh, call bullshit. Life um, uh, finds a way. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> Gold blow. No, I don't, I, I don't have a problem with that. I think she's not... <laughs> She's not happy, but she might have been having a nice dream. She's with her mom and her dad. Maybe I'm just jealous. Here's my thing. People, they keep saying, and this is the thing I wanted to bring up. They keep saying throughout the episode, well, she has to go back to her time because she's so much safer and better there. But here is the thing. Here is the thing about that. I mean, she is, but also I can see a world in which if it were me and I... Didn't want to have kids, which I don't. Then I could be like, mm, "Yeah, I'll stay in these backwoods." Mom, you're gonna help me figure out how to not get pregnant and or have some kind of herbal abortion if I do. Great, sounds good. That's all I want. I just want to be in these crazy backwoods with y'all. I'm gonna make some soup. I'm gonna read some books. I'm gonna learn to cluck it. I'm going to stir this whiskey in this giant barrel. No, even still, even still, it would be better for a woman in the 60s. Oh, totally. I would probably still go back in time, but back in time. I love my mom. No. Potentially my dog, but I don't know. He wants to love me so, (laughs) but I don't know. I just want to stay here with my family. No. No. Is that okay? Y'all. That was okay. Bullshit. There's a lot of slant rhyme. I'm sorry. Bullshit. <laughs> and Allison hates slant rhyme. This is this is not Brianna. This is me talking. What I'm saying is as a reader of the books, every once in a while I would think, girl, they she doesn't have any other extended family. And she didn't seem to like school very much. 
And her mom's there, and her dad she never knew is there, and she can travel in time, and they're in the most beautiful fucking place in the world. Maybe, Ridge. Maybe, at least temporarily, she might think, I could just chill for a while. Also, let's think about the things she doesn't have. Like, her daddy is dead in, in, you know, the current times. Frank is dead. Frank is dead. And Roger is potentially... Roger! In the time in which she would travel back to, which she is at this point, as we have acknowledged, is maybe not the best decision she's or assumption she's made, but is not something she wants to go back to. So why would she go back to that time? So like in her mind, I mean, the answer is obviously birth control and hot baths, but like, thank you. Which all of these we can support. Yes. Yes. But, but I do think there would be a certain amount of temptation to yeah. stay in this idyllic place with these people who love you very far from, especially on the heels of a super bad breakup and then another very traumatic experience mm-hmm. to stay in this very isolated place with like six people and you know, all of them and they love you. And to also know that you are pregnant. Well, so here's another thing. And this is, this isn't really spoilers. Cause this is a question that anybody should be asking themselves. And for reasons I won't go into, like, we still don't really have an answer. But can you travel in time when you're knocked up? Oh. How many people is that going through the stones? How many gemstones? Fucking Claire's already done it. That's true. Oh. But we also don't know how many gemstones Claire had on her at the time. We don't? I don't. Do you? No, I didn't read the books. I don't think it said in the books. But she was like bringing stuff. She had. Jamie's but if it's inside ring. of you, like if that's a parasite inside of you, does it not come with you? Well, presumably. But if you need a gemstone to pass, does, do you need two gemstones? Mm. Also, what if it's a troubled pregnancy? It's a traumatic experience. Did she need? She didn't have two gemstones when she went through with Brianna. Well, she had at least in the show. She had Jamie's dad's ring, and I don't know how many gemstones were in that. And then she was in the hospital for a long ass time. Yeah, because she was. That actually was a very. Hard I remember experience. that. Yeah, yeah. You bastard! When the guy put her into Twilight. Mm-hmm. Fuck those assholes. Yeah. So, point being, ugh, we're going long, guys. We're, we're going. Long. We're going real long, you guys. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not saying I'm not advocating for Brianna staying in the past indefinitely. What I'm saying is, is I can see the appeal. It's like how every once in a while bad shit happens to me and I want to just go <laughs> like Airbnb a cabin in the woods in Vermont that doesn't have internet or phone and just mm-hmm. like stay there and like not tell anyone I'm leaving and just be gone for like three weeks. I yes. can see a world. And of- that's when bad shit happens. Right? right. And as you said, what we were live streaming, that's the worst 24 hours any white person has ever had. <laughs> and I'm sure that's not true, but it's not actually it's bad. that far off. It's bad as pretty- you, you lose your virginity while realizing that maybe it's going to be harder for you to get back through time simultaneously. Then you find out the dude you just hand married, uh, didn't tell you that your parents were going to die and that's why he's here. So then you tell him to get out and then he goes, which hat tip to Richard Rankin, by the way, who said on the internet, someone was like, why did he just leave? And he was like, because she told him to. So he did what she said, which is what you're supposed to do, (laughs) which is good. That's good. Thank you very much, Rick Rankin. I like your wig. Anyway, um, (laughs) 
<laughs> That's a good wig. He no, I'm serious. I like that wig. You don't? Uh, I like it. I think it. I like. It's like it's the Pamplemousse collection, where it's like I don't know. I all I'm thinking about with him is his chest. I'm thinking about his fucking furry ass man chest. Furry ass man chest. I've got. I think you know what I'm talking about. I do. His Sal. Point mm-hmm. being, mm-hmm. well, we'll just move on. We'll continue discussion about whether or not Brianna should travel back through time later. Our timer is dead. Oh yikes! <laughs> um, Whatever. So it died at one hour eventually, and twenty-five minutes. Clara's like, "Girl, you know you can." Do- oh, so first of all, Jamie and Brie go bee hunting, and uh, mm-hmm. Jamie they have a heart to heart about Frank and about all kinds of shit and. Um, they, he find she tells him that she knows what Brie means, which is, it means a disturbance. And he says, well, it's a good disturbance. And she says, what should I call you? And he says, duh, duh. He's just simple. Oh, and then we all went, oh, it's so good. And then not long after that, Claire is like, you know, you can talk to me, right? And Brie is like, yeah, sure. I know I can talk to you. And then she says, I wish you could just read my mind. And Claire goes, okay, give me a second. Yeah, And let me touch you. Like your mother. Just put my hands in your hands. We did, we did. How far dip. along are you? How far along are you? Are you pregnant? And Brie's like, yes, I I'm think pregnant. I think some of that might be that maybe she noticed that Brianna's been there for two months and never was like, how should I deal with my period when I didn't put tampons in my bum roll? Or maybe Brie's like every morning waking up and running outside and going, Hah! yeah, totally. Hah! Something Hah! like that. Something like that. So anyway, so, and Claire's like not really a mind also, reader. Maybe it's not Roger's baby. And then they cry a lot. Oh. It's a very good scene. They were very good together. So yeah. such a good scene. Um, and Claire, she goes, "Why didn't I fight him? Why didn't I fight him? Why didn't I fight him?" I think and, that part—that's the part that really fucked me up hard. Yeah. Like just that. And Claire says it's not your fault. And then Claire tells Jamie, and he is immediately Mm. very upset, understandably. Uh, For, I mean, like, as any father would be, but for reasons, though, like, high levels. Because he knows exactly what it means, right? Yeah. Um, So then uh, we see Lizzie and Wean going on a little hike in the woods, and that's some real bad news. And then all of a sudden, Roger shows up because he's already made his thing now because of the uh, montage that we went through. It's been weeks, right? So Roger's already done his time on Stone Cold Stephen Bond's boat. And he's got his little uh, gemstone, gemstone, and he's coming through the woods. And then all of a sudden, because we knew it was going to happen... Lizzie thinks that Roger is the asshole that raped Sophie. For reasons that make... Brie. Sorry. Perfect sense. But also... And I will say, the show does a better job of selling that than the book does. For real. Mm. There's this whole... um, Roger Wakefield versus Roger McKenzie thing and like a search and this, that, and the other that makes it way more convoluted. This is pretty straightforward. <clears throat> Roger was rough with her in the pub because she was upset with him, which he shouldn't have been. This is, goes back to me saying mm-hmm. Roger's kind of a dick sometimes. He was kind mm-hmm. of a dick in this moment. 
Lizzie was worried about her mistress because, again, Lizzie's most recent experience with men is that a man was trying to sell her to other men to be part of his fucking concubine. Right? So, like, she's not in the best of spirits. Then, finally, her mistress comes back limping and bleeding from the nose and then starts stripping off her clothes. And she's got blood on her back and she's got blood on her petticoats and all of this shit. So Lizzie sees this guy and is like, that dude. Roger. Fuck that dude. So she he's tells in, Ian. He's, he's in the woods on a horse trying to find Brianna. And Lizzie and Ian see her. On their date. Whatever this date is. Are they going to the still? What are they doing? They're going Ew, somewhere. David. I'm looking for a romp. Just a rough. Anyway, so <laughs> then they rush back and find Jamie. And we, and who mm. doesn't know anything about the rape, is mm. like, mm. Lizzie saw a man who scared her, and he says it has something to do with Brianna, and Jamie is immediately like, I gotta kill this motherfucker. Toxic masculinity. Uh, uh, T-Dubs, let's just take a pause. Last night, Neil made me watch Avengers... Uh, Infinity fun, War? Infinity War. Okay. And I have to tell you guys that toxic masculinity was the reason why that movie ended the way that it did. Because why did Peter Quill do what he did when all of his friends told him? Oh, totally. Just fucking calm down. Because if you just chill out, we can get this shit off of his arm right now. I'm just saying toxic masculinity. I'll see you that is a problem. I'll see you and raise you. Thanos just knows best for the entire universe. Exactly. And Neil and I, like, we came back to that and I was like, first of all, why didn't he just, why didn't Peter Quill just not do that shit? And Neil's like, yeah. And I was like, secondly, why does Thanos know why everything is best? You don't get to tell me. You can reshape the universe in any way you want. And the way you decide to deal with the population program problem is by just removing half of the universe from existence and not just making a better ecosystem. Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. Okay. Toxic. Toxic. Yeah. Uh, Please tell me why your example is better than my example. Please, please just show me. Fuck you. Tweety Daddy, get up here. Tweety Daddy, right here. Tweety Daddy, it's the same thing. I don't know what's happening. No, oh my god, I. it's the thing from Saturday Night Live where they did the uh, the fucking dog show where they girl, had. I don't know what you're talking about. If you had a better example, maybe I could discuss this with you. It's that. It's. You're gonna oh, have no. to look at the daddy. Your daddies. husband and my boyfriend ordered venom at 4:30 p.m. They're Sorry. watching. Tom Hardy's Long Tongue Annihilate New York City. Sorry. That's not a good movie. I've seen it. Tweety Daddy. Tweety at Daddy's. Happy for you. No, don't look up at Daddy's. We got to keep going, guys. But I'm just saying, well, now this is going down a hole. So Jamie beats the (laughs) ever-loving shit out of, like, sucker punches him. Finds him. And then, I will say, literally beats the shit out of him. In the box. Roger gets a couple of good punches in to defend himself. Not here. He gets clocked, and then he's just down. And then he gets clocked some more while he's passed out. And then he gets thrown on a horse. And Jamie says, don't kill him because I don't want to make you a murderer to wee in and off he goes because that's the and also at the same time Claire finds her ring 
right, on right, right. bunk, basically. And then so it's Claire like, what's knows. this? So Claire knows who raped Brianna, but has been, <sighs> Brianna made her promise not to tell Jamie. So Jamie thinks that he just nuked Brianna's rapist. And Claire knows who Brianna's rapist is, and they're not not the same talk about person. It's bad, um, and it's a very good episode. I think I thought it was quite good. Yeah, I think it is good. I think it's makes some really smart adaptation choices. I think there's some very good acting. Yes, I think there's some really good costumes. I think I could have done without the green screen and without the screensaver shot. Yeah. Which I think, uh, to their credit, I think they realized was shitty and they didn't spend a lot of time there. The green screen? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, they didn't, like, they got that over with as fast as they fucking possibly could. They didn't linger. So, I think it's time for scales. Okay. Uh, Yeah. All right. So, let's, we're going to skip the doing it scale again because, again, there was no doing it. Why didn't they tell me that there was going to be sexual doing it? I'm going to give up. Maybe it's because the level of Lizzie's stare at Ian's neck was was at like an eight. That was pretty She wanted to suck on that neck. She wanted to like wrap that neck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I guess (laughs) bonus points for Lizzie, otherwise a zero. Zero. I I don't, I can't even think of a movie. Have you seen her, like her, her headshot BT dubs? No. Show us. Her headshot is fucking fierce. She has got a fierce goddamn fucking headshot. Where is this thing? Outlander? No, I want the fucking episode. Don't fucking toy with me. Uh, I would give you, uh, if you were asking me for a piece of entertainment that gave me similar feels. A stare of longing like that? Care Bear stare. Care it was a Care Bear stare. <laughs> All right. So the next is the... Um, this is it. Costume scale. Yeah, she don't look like that in the show. No, dude, but that's it's a... a it's good she looks shot. like Lemmy. It's like a fucking fierce... So this is a fierce headshot. the um, costume scale... That's why right. Uh, the costume scale is very interesting. Yeah. Because you had... I like the reusing of Claire's costume. Right. You had the one. whole thing where she... Was raped in a certain set of clothing and then didn't want to wear it again and then had her mother's clothes that she wore. Well, because she, I mean, she's been wearing her mom's clothes, right? So it was a new mom's dress. Right. But it was very specifically like I'm taking on this whole mom's thing. Mm. Well, she was wearing her mom's dress before, too. That's all of her clothes since she left. Larry's. Um, <laughs> Have been her mom's clothes because she's working out of that trunk. Mm. Except for the pants, not her mom's pants. Mm. Anyway, point being, wearing same dress worn in a new way, which I think is very cool. Same dress worn in a new way, pretty in pink. I'm into it. Yeah. I like that. All right. We have empirical evidence for the next scale, which is the get up to get a beer scale. <laughs> yeah. Because no. I have to press pause. Yeah. yeah, and you want to press pause because you want to enjoy it, so you get another drink. Yeah, mm-hmm. because there's also like you don't get another drink because it's so gripping that you can't bear to leave. But I actually think that this is like the next step 
Because it's like, no, I'm going to need another one. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a, the curve went back the other direction, right? Where it's like too much intention. I can't fucking extend it. Oh my God. So much intention that I have to yeah, stop. I'm into that. Right, right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, What's I the think last that's going to do. Those are the scale. We skipped the doing it scale because oh. there was no doing it. Can we do the doing it scale? I don't, I, I don't did, know what, of. I don't know what the getting a beer scale would be though. Um, I mean, we sort of explain where it is. I don't know that basketball. we need the... No. Basketball. That's the worst. <laughs> to basketball to um, mm. um, Star Wars The Last Hope. Fine. Sure. <laughs> and that was the scale. You guys, we started this episode too hammered. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. So we are going to do a real quick, just we spoil layout, but just a quick one. Um, before we do that, we need to thank all we, what, well, first of all, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podlander drunk, no, podlander cast. You can find us on Twitter at podlander cast. You. you can find us on, thank don't you. find us on Instagram. You can find us on Patreon <laughs> at patreon.com slash podlander drunk cast, where you can sign up to have access to our amazing fucking Slack channel. Our Slack channel is the and best. And that's not amazing because of us. That's amazing because of all of you. It's the best. Uh, and uh, just as a just to kind of highlight how awesome all of you are, particularly uh, Mary uh, Coit, Coit, C O I T, Coit, mm-hmm. uh, you just given me awesome advice on how to grow my hair faster with prenatal vitamins. I appreciate that. Ooh, shit, oh, you gotta take baby knees, <laughs> baby so, knees. Um, <coughs> Uh, you can get access to our Slack channel, which is just the best because all of you are amazing and it's really fun and lovely. Um, I'm at the moment looking forward to getting into the Drag Race Slack channel and talking about Drag Race. Um, and you can get bonus episodes and you can get this, that, and the other thing. Anyway, uh, Patty, you can also uh, sign up to watch our live streams, which we are doing Pretty much every week now, and the weeks when we watch the episode early, we will still live stream when we record and just do something else. This week we made a cocktail. Next week we might paint our toes. I don't know. It's gonna be who knows? Who fucking knows? You don't want to see my toes. We'll find something. We'll find something. Um, We want to thank all of our patrons, but especially, ooh, the window's not big enough. Hold on. Holding on, vamp, vamp, vamp. Amanda Newton, Ann Gavin, Ann Gibson, Beth Lott, Kara Marlowe, Katie Kirshner, Chantel Davis, Crystal Nunavati, Dr. J, Aaron Yutzi, Flourish Root, Friday Payton, Heather Moore, Ida with an I, Jenna Polkowski, Jen Lander, Drunklin, Catherine Marshall Eastman. Sorry, your name is too long for my computer screen. Kiki the The Wise, wise. Lori McGuire, Mary Lumpkin, Meredith Ottery, Molly Layton, Ruth McCormick, Chantel Salters, Tanner Cole, Tara Lucchino, Trish McCrary, Viv Pickles, and Kathleen Moniz. Hi, Hi, Mom. Uh, We will be back next week to talk about Season 4, Episode 10, whatever the fuck that might be. But right now we're going to real quick do a spoiler section, but like a super fast one. If you don't want to be spoiled, bye. Bye. Okay, what was the thing I wanted to talk about? Are we going to give space? Stop. Stop listening. Stop listening. Stop. Here we go. Bye. What were the things? I wanted to talk about a Jamie scene and there was one other thing. The only one that I have noted is your cousin spoiler. Oh. 
Yeah, so, I mean, like, obviously Ian has eyes and he thinks Brianna's a fox because Brianna's a fox. Yeah, do She's Yeah. Uh, but Ian becomes hesitantly on both his part and her part on, and basically everyone's part a love interest for Brianna at a certain point. Oh, no. <laughs> Nothing actually happens. But there is like a... We'll see if they actually do it. If it, not, we'll talk about just, it more. It's just an acknowledgement of uh, the times to a certain extent. No. Uh, we'll see it when we get there. Oh, yeah. Also, my, the scene I'm really looking forward to with Jamie and Brianna is there is a Jamie scene where they basically talk about um, how to get past the unbelievable anger and helplessness you feel once you've been fucking violated by somebody. That is incredible. Like an incredible piece of writing that I think about frequently. And I'm really hoping that they do it and that it's as good for Sam as an actor, as I think this episode indicates that he could be, because oh, it's a really great. Oh my god, that's gonna be fucking amazing. thoughtful, uh, restrained, um, really smart shit. So that's my hope. He hasn't actually. I mean, they everyone's in the show has, and you know, through the storyline is uh, from his personal relationships have acknowledged that process, but I don't think they've spoken at length, or at least tried. I to... I mean, they do a lot in season two, but it's been a while. And, it's been a while. And and to kind of elucidate <laughs> that to someone who doesn't know that experience, right? That's a different type of context, I think. Well, in mm. this case, it would be to someone who does, right? Like, he'd be talking to Brianna. Oh, I guess I don't understand that she might recognize... She already knows that as well. Well, she just... I mean, she knows it, but more right. importantly... No, no, knows his experience. Yeah, mm. she does. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that's... Because Claire told the whole story. Oh, got it. Okay. Right. So um, so when Jamie talks to Ian this season, Ian doesn't actually know what Jamie went through. Mm. And that's not an invention of the book, but him playing a little more active part in it. Is, mm. it I'm sorry, not an invention of the show. But Jamie being a little forthcoming about, only a little, but forthcoming about his experience is an invention of the show. Mm. If the scene with Brianna happens. Um, I don't really want to give too much away, even in the spoiler section, but mm-hmm. it's... Brianna talking to him about how angry she is specifically with herself for not fighting back and how he deals specifically with knowing that he probably could have stopped him and didn't her moment. Because in that case, like he, we know exactly why it is that he didn't quote unquote fight back. And it's because he said that he wouldn't so that Claire could live, right? Like, that is the plot point. And that's something that Brianna knows, so she... And that's not the same situation here, but she goes to him to ask, like, how it is that he deals with it. And it basically starts with him saying, like, well... I'm not over it. I'll never be over it. (laughs) You know? So, like... Yeah. Fuck, man. I, I don't know how to communicate how her moment that where she she said that she said the line I didn't like she said it twice maybe three times I didn't fight him why like, didn't would, I fight him why, why didn't, didn't I, I fight him? him and like the first moment was just a statement and the second moment where she like really feels that <gasps> to a deeper level holy fuck man it's very good it's very haunting. Also, everybody's so good looking. I just so feel like we should end on a happy note. So pretty. All right. Uh, happy New Year, y'all. We love you. We'll be back next week to talk about more crazy shit. Um, happy 2019 when you get there. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.